Hello, beautiful mama. Today's podcast episode is a recording from the Q&A that I did over in the Awesome Mama community page on Facebook. You can go to groups and you can search Conscious Christian Mums and make sure you come and join us. But this recording I wanted to bring to you here on the podcast as a little episode um, because I feel like it was full of so much value. So I hope you enjoy the Q&A, your questions answered on motherhood, plus some marriage, plus some other bits and pieces in there too. But your questions answered, let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Wholesome Mama Show. I'm Elise and I'm on a mission to help women break free of feeling stuck in survival mode and enjoy motherhood again, even through the tough seasons. When I became a new mum, I felt lost, confused and didn't know my calling beyond motherhood or even if I had one. The last few years have been a journey of finding myself again, becoming well from the inside out and figuring out how to enjoy this time with my little ones. John 10.10 says that we are called to a full, abundant life, and I know that that includes us mothers. Join me here for conversations around living with intention, simplifying our homes, holistic health, including quitting the tox, how to really walk in faith in today's world, conscious parenting and marriage, and so much more. So mama, if you've been finding life stressful and overwhelming lately, I'm here for you and I'm so glad that you are here too. Let's take a moment, grab a cup of tea or a glass of bubbles and let's get into today's episode. Good morning. Sorry, it is a bit later than I thought. So I'm so excited to chat about motherhood. Um, one of the questions that came through was all around balance and finding balance. You know, the idea of like, not, there's not enough time to do it all. I, I'm trying to find balance. I'm trying to do all the things. And first of all, I feel you, but I'm actually not going to answer those questions today because I'm going to record a podcast all around balance because clearly this is something that a lot of us are struggling with and is on our minds. So stay tuned for the podcast episode coming up around finding balance. But let's get into a few of the questions that came through. So the first question was, I just found out that I'm pregnant. What are your tips for two under two? Uh, Yes, so I had, we had our first and second, there's 14 months between. And then between our second and our third, there's just two years. So I know all about close age gaps, Um, but it is doable. And actually it is so much fun. A lot of people, Um, We actually kept um, our daughters, so our second child, we actually kept the pregnancy a secret uh, until 22 weeks. Um, Thankfully, it was over winter, so I just was layered and had all the clothes on, so I was able to hide it quite well Um, because I was really scared about the judgments and the comments and... um, the advice and all the things that you're going to get, you know, when you're pregnant and 
get pregnant with you first and you still get all those comments and advice and then you get pregnant with your second and they're close together and it's just even more. So first thing I want to say is congratulations because that's very exciting and I love close age gaps. Like obviously it's all I know so I don't know any different but now being in the like our son is four and our daughter is three and they are best friends they are mostly really good at playing together but it is just it is so sweet um their friendship and how close they are but what are my tips what are my tips for two under two um meal plan utilize the slow cooker things like that um super super helpful and I've just realized if anyone is coming on live, I cannot see all the comments. There we go. Okay. Um, so, yeah, meal planning because a lot of the time you, you know, the days are big. They're full days. I'm not going to lie about it. It is quite chaotic. Um, and you get to the end of the day. And the last thing you want to do is stress and think about, what am I going to cook? What do I, what do we have in the pantry? Do we have anything to eat? Is there anything to eat in the house? We really shouldn't get takeaway again, but uh, let's get takeaway. So the first thing, um, my first tip is to meal plan. And that really goes for anyone. Meal planning just takes a weight off you. So the whenever you do your groceries, whatever day that is for you, um, look at your week, look at what's coming up, meal plan, and um, sorry, meal plan, and then do that as you grocery shop, so you know exactly what you need to buy, you know exactly what is in your pantry, um, and then things like if you have a thermo mix, utilize that. If you have a slow cooker, you know it's coming into winter, so whether you went, I don't know when you're due, um, but if you're due before um, winter or even pregnant in winter utilizing the slow cooker be so helpful right um other tips for two under two really just embrace it like it is wild and it is chaotic um but have have flow because you really like you're really gonna have two babies so give yourself grace um for this season Another really good thing is to have, so I had a, and I did it for my third as well, like a little station next to where I um, fed her. So it would have um, like breast pads, it would have snack for me, um, nappies, wipes, tissues, a water bottle, um, a burp cloth, those kinds of things, have it there. And then underneath it so mine was like kind of set up as a double shelf thing underneath it i had a little um like activity box for our son um so like a book a toy that while i was feeding that activity box would come out um really for me the hardest thing with two under two was like nap times especially when your second starts to get a bit older and nap times become more predictable and figuring out that um so it depends if you are a routine person or not, but I, with my kids and with nap times, loved routine. And so I would um, 
find what works for them because they they both like their routines especially my older son like he was same time every day same order asleep um so yeah find your find your routine find your groove but give yourself the grace um what else screen time i know my like i'll get shunned for saying that but utilize i'm a big fan of utilizing screen time when it benefits you so there are going to be days where it just works and i'm not saying like um on youtube you can watch um listener kids and the beginner's bible or um like so you use screen time is good like good something feeding into their soul like you don't have to watch garbage um but utilizing that is really good um and remember to fill your cup remember that you you need a break you need to be kind to yourself in this time um getting good sleep eating really well drinking water so that you feel like you're at your best um and if you need help reach out obviously talk talk to someone talk to a family member or a trusted friend or um yeah that's <laughs> that's kind of my um tips for two under two now the next question um because there's a few to get to and i could just talk about two under two all day every day uh where do i start to declutter so i have done a podcast episode on this um i recommend starting in the bathroom because the bathroom there is not there's usually not anything that is sentimental to you. You usually don't have an emotional attachment to anything. And you can usually get it done in 15 minutes. So it is a quick win that then is going to give you momentum to um, keep going and realize the benefits of it. So go through your cupboards in your bathroom, go through everything that's in your shower, whatever, um, you know, your vanity behind your mirror, cupboards, all the things, um, get it out and go through it, get rid of like expired products, things that are off, things that you don't use, um, you know, the nail polishes that we all keep for like 10 years and they're so crusted that you can't even open them, throw them out. Uh, so that is how I recommend starting to declutter. The next question was, how do I find, how do I find marriage time with my husband? Um... So I'm going to assume that you mean, that you don't mean sex, that you mean like date nights and like actual quality time. Don't tell your husband I said that. Um, <laughs> um, really, it's book it in. So make it a priority. Make it something that, like for us, um, we and we have actually had the discussion this week that we've gotten really slack at doing marriage time. So um, we used to like dating, um, not dating, married without kids, felt like dating. Married without kids, um, it was easy for marriage time. Then when we had one kid, it was like still doable because you just like, we do a date night at home um, after we put him to bed. And when he was younger, it was still like, you know, you just take him on a date in the pram. And that's my daughter who's just woken up from her. Someone's not sleeping. Um, but book it in. 
if it's a priority, make time for it and have the conversation at the beginning of the week to say, okay, when can we have two hours of marriage time? And if um, you have family around, like utilize that and get the kids babysat. Um, you know, it can even be that you have dinner with the kids and put them to bed and then get someone to come over and watch your kids while they're asleep. Um, you know, but you really need to be intentional about it and book it in your calendar. Otherwise, life happens and you just get busy and all of a sudden you realise it's been three months since we've been out on a date. Um, and if you don't have family, get some friends and do a swap where, okay, this week um, we'll babysit your kids for, for you guys to have a date night. Next week you babysit ours so that we can have a date night. Do something like that. Get your... Um, church community, if you're in a church community, get some of the young adults to come over and look after your kids. Um, find find people in your, in your village that can help you with that. Um, the next question is, how do I enjoy playing with my kids? And this is actually a really good one because this is something that I... Um, have really struggled with it is the like I love spending time with my kids and I'm but you know my kids say to me mommy can we play hide and seek and I don't know what it is about hide and seek but I just don't like it I just it's the one thing like oh let's play lego or let's like do something <laughs> um anyway but again um you know, with the marriage time, it is if it's a priority, you book it in and you just do it. And so, playing with my kids, I've just got to get over it and and do it and stop thinking of oh, I don't enjoy hide and seek or I don't you know and and look at it as yeah okay let's let's do this and then let's let's play Lego and. And make it about an intentional time of you being able to um, feed into their life and give give love to them in a way that they need to receive it. Because to kids, particularly to little kids, playing is how they spend time with you. They, you know, don't really look at um, sitting watching a movie together or spending time. They want to be physically with you playing. Um, so yeah. How do, how do I intentionally get over it? It's really an attitude shift though, isn't it? It's really an attitude shift of going, okay, I, I don't want to do this. This is actually inconvenient. I have a million other things that I need to do. And that's when I find that I get really frustrated and start yelling and being cranky when, when the kids are like, mommy, play with us or spend time with us. And I kind of go, And then say, yeah, okay, let's play. With your teeth gripped together. Um, but look at it as an in time, as investment. Investing into their lives. And, you know, if if you are someone who, um, I don't know, really hates painting or something, then find something that you do enjoy, that you can all enjoy together. So, like, yeah, let's see... Um, if we can build the tallest tower and make it into a make just like what is 
mundane playing to us. Make it into something enjoyable. Find a way for you all to enjoy it. And the next one is, how can I overcome my anxiety around my to-do list? Uh, and I had a really good thought about this question and I'm actually going to um, get someone to talk, come in on the podcast and talk about anxiety um, because I, I don't feel like I am um, qualified enough to talk about um, you know, overcoming diagnosed anxiety you know we all have anxious feelings and anxious thoughts and we all get anxious um but there's a difference between that and um having anxiety so i don't want to um dismiss um particularly if you have um diagnosed like anxiety diagnosed um but overcoming the to-do list because this is something that um, I even shared on Instagram this week about um, a lot of us and actually in the polls it showed that a lot of us have mental to-do lists that are endless. And so all that is doing is feeding your anxiety because one, you haven't got it written down. You're trying to keep it up here. So it's keeping space and time up here. And if you just write it down, put it on a pad, get it out of here onto paper, that frees up space in your brain to breathe. And really, our to-do lists are endless because we let them be endless. And so what, what you need to do is do a big brain dump. Do a, a big brain dump of everything that is on your mind, everything, no matter how big or small it is, everything that is on that to-do list that you're probably keeping a mental check on, write it down, write it down, get it out of here, get it onto paper, write it down. And then, so I have one, I don't know how to explain. I did one last night um, because I couldn't sleep. I went, hopped in bed, laid down, closed my eyes, I was tired as, and then, I don't know if you're like me, but then your brain starts ticking and thinking of all the things you have to do. So I went, right, and wrote it all down. And then this morning I looked at it and went, okay, what's the two things that need to get done? Because I'm, we can't deal with looking at our day and going, okay, today I need to get these 10 things done. And if I could get 10 things done, that would be awesome. But let's start with two. So write down, do a big brain dump, write down everything on your to-do list and then pick two. Pick two that are your top two priorities to get done. What two things really need to get done today? And then do them. Find time in your day, set time in your day and go, okay, well, my baby naps at this time or the kids have lunch at this time. So while they're having lunch, I can set them up to eat lunch and do some colouring while I go and do this. Um, set a time in your day and then do it. Um, and really, it's just that sometimes we need to let things go. It just And I know it's so much easier said than done. I know, I know that. But 
it's one thing that I've, I've learned I had to do and was part of me going through um, postnatal depression and um, that whole journey with PTSD after uh, our daughter was really ill is that I, I, I can't have a perfect life. I can't. I'm a human and I have kids who live in this house who are, and a husband who's also human. Like perfect isn't going to exist. So I need to stop comparing and this is what I was doing so badly as I was scrolling my Instagram comparing everyone. Like everyone was better than me. Everyone was doing a better job than me. And so I was adding to my to-do list all the time going, well, they took their kids to the park. Um, so they're a better mum than me. So I need to take my kids to the park. Uh, I bet that they don't have dishes stacked up in their sink. So I need to go and do that. And like that was my thought process. And I needed to learn to let perfect go. Because I didn't want... I. Yeah, I wanted to be a perfect mum. But I didn't really. I wanted to be a present mum. And striving for perfection which it was my version was ticking off that to-do list was taking away from from being present with my kids okay so the last question was how do i deal with my easy frustration i feel like i am yelling all the time were you in my house yesterday because that was me yesterday um, yeah, so how do I deal with getting easily frustrated and yelling all the time? So the first thing that you really have to do, there's coping mechanisms, absolutely. But let's go to the root cause of what is causing your frustration. And I obviously can't tell you because only you would know. But I'll just share with you a few things that I have found have been frustrating for me. And it kind of goes into, um, goes back to the overcoming anxiety question about the to-do list. Um, because if I'm trying to strive for perfection and trying to strive for this idea of balance and having it all together and doing all the things and, and ticking off this to-do list, and yes, I'm going to get frustrated very easily with my kids because I got things to do. Like like today, I've got a podcast to record, I've got this live to happen, and then the computer just needed to update, Facebook needed to update, all the things. Um, I need to go and um, do a meetup with a friend. Um, I need to vacuum the floor. I need to prepare, do the groceries. I need to, like... There's lots of stuff that I need to do today, as well as be a mum to three kids. And so if I put my to-do list above my kids, which I more often than not find myself doing, I, at least a few times a day will catch myself. And the kids will come to me and say they want to play or will, um, I'm just sitting my foot on the phone again, um, will come to me and say they want to play or will hey mummy can you can you help me with this can you do no I'm just trying to do this just let me finish this just let me unpack the dishwasher just let me how many times do you say that to your kids right 
screen time. So what I need to do, and I, when it dawned on me that I was actually getting frustrated with my kids because I thought I had better things to do. I thought I had more important things to do. That was like a huge wake-up call to realise, hmm, the, the dishes can wait. The, the vacuuming can wait. Yes, there are things that have to get done, like a podcast episode has to go out on a Tuesday morning, so by Monday night it has to be finished and edited and completed and put all together. I don't really edit them that much. <laughs> um, anyway. Yes, there are things that have to get done at a certain time, but that comes back to my poor planning. That comes back to me not being good at time managing. That comes back to me. So realising the root cause, um, you know, and it, it's little things. It's things like, um, you know, Gina last week, if you listen to last week's episode, of the podcast, she was sharing the whole idea of um, cleaning out the wardrobe and decluttering our wardrobe. And this thing that we we all have said, where oh, I'll keep that for when I lose the weight. I'll keep that for when I lose the baby weight. I'll keep that when I'm back at my pre-baby weight. Oh, and every time you go in your wardrobe, if you're keeping it in your wardrobe, every time you go in your wardrobe and you see it, there's that little voice in your head that says. Still haven't lost it. Still haven't lost your baby weight. Um, remember, she was sharing that, and you know, even something like that, like a little subliminal, subliminal message in your brain saying to you, mm, "You failed. You haven't done what you set out to do. You haven't done that. You're not. You're not a good mom. You haven't done that." That little voice in your head. That is. That could be a trigger as to why you are getting easily frustrated. So look at your inner self-talk and find the moments where you're speaking down on yourself, where you're finding that inner, inner critic in there, um, you know, getting nasty. Uh, and then yelling. So some of the coping mechanisms, so easily frustrated often leads to yelling. It's just go straight there. So a couple of things that you can do and it's practice. It is practice of um, finding what works for you. So when I find that I'm yelling, it's usually after the fact. You know, I'm really trying to catch myself. Um, but usually I'll, I'll start yelling and then I'll stop and then I'll get down on the eye level with whatever child it is and I say okay mommy's really sorry that she yelled you know we don't we don't want to speak to each other like that so I think we both need to go away into our rooms and then come back in a minute and so I will send that child to their room I'll go to my room and then there'll be like two minutes I'll come out and say okay Let's talk about what happened. So, um, so that is in the instance of someone's done something wrong. Um, another thing that I can do is I won't always send that child to their room, depending on what's gone on. If I if they haven't done anything wrong and I have just 
lost about them for what is to them no apparent reason. Um, I was just saying, mummy's really sorry. Mummy just needs to go away for a moment and have a big drink of water or wash my face or um, just do some deep breaths. Um, and even I might do deep breaths with them um, and just say, yeah, let's, let's just do some deep breaths together so we can calm down and then we can talk. Um, because to them, a lot of the time, they don't realise that, you know, it's the Coke bottle. You shake the Coke bottle and you release the pressure and you open the lid and it explodes everywhere. That is generally what has happened when we start yelling at our kids. It's all the little things like you wanted to get this done, you wanted to get that done, you still haven't ticked off your to-do list, you've still got to do this. And then the inner critic's in there going, you haven't done this, you didn't do this. And then your kid says something that they didn't even know, like, I can't think of something as an example. You go, no, I don't just think the fuck so they, they're bearing the brunt of all the little things that have happened up until that moment. So so sometimes it's, and it's really good, like I want to show my kids that I stuff up and how I fix it. So when I start yelling, I, I try to catch myself as soon as, as soon as I start and then show them what I do to help cope with it so they, so they can. Um, and it's really actually recently we're seeing the benefits of it with our son because um, his thing recently has been to be like when you know you say no to him or something he'll do that and he goes to go do it now and we'll go and then we'll talk through his feelings um, so that's just amazing so so finding some little things so deep breaths. Um, going having a drink of water, washing your face, just taking two minutes to just kind of reset yourself, um, you know, and and know that you can hit reset. I, I have found it really hard in the past to, like when I'm in a funk and I like, I know I can get out of it. I know I can snap, snap out of it. I know I can do that, but I kind of just don't want to. I don't want to linger in that and let everyone know that I'm in a mood and but I know that that's not helpful to them or to me so sometimes it might be if if my husband's home I might say like I'm just going to go and take a shower to have some time to hit reset and know that you can hit reset so I hope that that has helped you and helped answer some questions. Um, for those that did ask about balance, that is coming in a podcast episode. It's on my to-do list to do today because I thought that was just a really good one and didn't want to just answer it here for five minutes. I thought it was a good, good conversation to have. So I hope that that has helped you, helped answer some questions, have a beautiful day and a beautiful weekend and i'll see you all soon thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the wholesome mama show i pray that you're blessed by this conversation and if you did get something out of today's episode i would love for you to take a moment 
leave a review, subscribe, and even share this episode on your socials. And please don't forget to tag me at Wholesome Mama. And also, did you know that we have a community that is fully based around conversations happening in this podcast? Search on Facebook, The Wholesome Mama Community, and I will see you in there. Let's share the love and light and help more women to thrive.